Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Going on the record, this is Brother Robert Ben Israel, Tribe of Judah. This is Aboriginal Academy, third degree class. The time now is 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I will go ahead and start with a brief roll call. Brother Hakeem, you there? Brother Hakeem. Okay, maybe he might be in the chat. Uh, I think I heard Minister Shedrick. You there, brother, right? Yes, sir. I'm here. How are you, bro? Shalom, brother. Hanging in there, man. You know, a couple of things I got to, you know, I'll, I'll break that down. Okay. Yes, sir. Ta-da. Uh, Minister Lynn, you there? Brother Lynn, you there? on the record. I already talked to you, uh, brother. But uh, if Brother Hakeem, you're listening uh, through the phone, I mean through the computer, um, I'm just going to, I may have to leave a little bit early. I had to, I was originally going to, you know, be on for like a half an hour and then I have to, you know, cut out to take care of something. So, um, I may have to leave a little bit sooner than that, so I will just go ahead after, um, you know, we break down a few things, and I will go ahead and turn it over to uh, Minister Shedrick. Um, but um, one of the things I just wanted to just throw out there is, you know, I just wanted to see what everybody's you know, perspective was in terms of some of the current events um, that are happening out here and uh, some of the things we definitely have to be circumspect upon. Um, you know, one of the things that just definitely came across my mind like now is really with this uh, this uptick in these racial tensions and these, uh, these situations where um, you know the, the European individuals are beginning now to start calling uh, the authorities on persons of color mm-hmm. and, um, you know, uh, unwarranted and just just how it is. Just wanted to get people's perspectives on that. And I guess because uh, we don't have a full class, I'll go ahead and yield to you. Uh, um, first and foremost, I think it's bull crap. <laughs> um, let, me, let me say it this way. Because I think on, I think the situations happen to be real in terms of the people who are affected by it. In this case, African Americans. 
for some odd reason, because we were talking about this for the last several weeks on um, fellowship, <clears throat> and I just just found it so weird. It's it's happening almost every freaking day. If not every freaking day, every freaking week. And if not every freaking week, every freaking month, there is always somebody getting the cops called on them. And it's always the white person calling the cops on the black person. A couple of months, several months back, you had the whole situation with uh, Bob Molly's granddaughter. Um, the whole Airbnb situation, the old white lady called her, uh, called the cops on uh, the granddaughter because um, the lady was concerned. <laughs> uh, she peeked out her window and was concerned. But Bob, Molly, Bob Molly's granddaughter said that same woman, when they arrived to the Airbnb house, and if anybody doesn't know, and for the record, let me just state what Airbnb is for our future listeners. Airbnb is a uh, a commercial program um, that has now popped off in the United States and maybe across the world where people who uh, it's almost kind of like a catered how should I, how do I describe this? It's like a concierge service, so to speak, almost. It's like where a person opens up their home as a, uh, a guest for someone who's, you know, uh, is traveling about or something like that, most people will go to a hotel. Well, now people are opening up their homes for people who, you know, just want to get out and things like that. Um, however that's negotiated, it's someone leases, someone rents their home or allows the person who wants to rent their home to do so. And the young lady said that the old white lady, when, upon their arrival, when she first came in the neighborhood, the lady didn't even didn't even hail her, didn't even say hello. But when they were leaving, the old lady called the cops on the same girl. So the young lady saw the old woman who called her when they first arrived, the days before they, when they first arrived. But that same lady ended up calling the cops on them. So uh, Bob Marley's granddaughter, which is the lady who, uh, you know, got, had the cops called on her, she was confused. And she just thought that the lady, the old white lady, was being vindictive because she saw her the day when they first came out. There was, like, her and two other people. And the old white lady didn't speak to her. But when they were leaving, that same white lady called the cops on her. Fast forward, you had the whole situation with the barbecue. Betty, the lady who called the cops on the black man because he was, uh, what is it, he was um, barbecuing on the wrong side of the park. He was in an area that was designated for non-charcoal grills, and he had a charcoal grill for barbecue, Betty, said, I'm going to call the cops on you. Then you had a whole other situation where the lady called the cops on a young, lady, uh, a young girl who was selling water outside of, the, um, outside of the grocery store, I think that's what it was. That same white lady lost her job. You had the coupon Charlie or whatever his name is, called the cops on somebody because they didn't have a coupon or something. And he had a situation where the lady, uh, the white guy harassed the lady for getting in the pool, saying that the lady needed to show, the black lady needed to show her ID in order to get in the pool. But he had another white lady just a couple of days ago, she called the cops on the black man because he had socks on in the pool. 
and it just goes on and on and on. Several months back, young uh, with a black girl, she got the cops called on her because she was sleeping, I guess, in the union hall or something like that. And that, you know, the white girl said that they were anybody was supposed to be sleeping there. Several weeks before, the girl that uh, I think it was at Yale or something like that, it was a boy who got called the cops on by the same young white girl at the same school. Is I'm I don't I don't want to say that this is uh, fake, and I don't want to necessarily apply any conspiracy theories where where it's not necessarily needed. But you got to kind of ask yourself, why now are we seeing these things that I know we you know we hear about these things all the time. You understand what I'm saying? But it's constantly making the news. And I'm like, what's the point? Because y'all ain't doing anything about it. What is the point? And I'm still trying to – and it makes me wonder, like, this whole uh, racial propaganda, it only seems to be between, quote, unquote, Negroes and Caucasians. They're not talking about the racism that Mexicans experience by white people or that – uh, uh, Asian people experienced by white people is solely built around black and white relations, and I'm like, this this is definitely propaganda because it's the same narrative, it's the same scenario propagated in the media all the time. Black girl, there was a video a couple of days ago with a guy called the cops on the girl. The girl had eleven hundred dollars. Her and her husband were trying to get an $1,100 money order. This black girl was boo-hoo crying because the guy would not let her uh, get the money order. I don't know exactly if she, like, I think he was saying something like she uh, uh, was trying to use a fake credit card, but she was like, no, I, she literally had the $1,100. She was showing it on camera, her and her husband. And I was just like, it made me, I was saying, in that situation, I was saying, like, dang, these black people bugging. I'm not going to cry for nobody to take my money. I don't give a, I don't care where I'm at. I'm not going to make nobody take my money. Mm-hmm. I'm like, we got into a point where you got somebody dictating the fact that they should take your money. You were crying because people, we're in a situation where we got these people uh, crying about them not taking our money. I couldn't care, uh, uh, excuse my French, I couldn't care a, a rat turd about whether or not somebody don't want to take my money. I'm going to go where my money going to it won't be accepted. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I just call it political propaganda, brother, because I, although it is, these are real scenarios. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that. They are real scenarios. These are people calling the cops on black people. But I call it propaganda because it is, oh, when you talk about what they're calling racism, it seems to only be constructed between black and white relations in this country. And I'm like, there are other people who experience uh, quote unquote racism that you never hear about in the news. Why is it always centered around us? I'm like something is literally up with that. And I'm I mean, if you can't see it, 
And I think most people, especially us, especially our people, like we won't see it because we're so caught up in the emotional aspect of it. Oh, they only going after us because they're black. No, duh. But I guess at the end of the day, like, why is it constantly being publicized in the media if there is nothing being done about it? They want to show it in the media, but they're not doing anything about it. So I call it political propaganda, and I think it's BS. But anyway, brother, that's just me, and um, I yield. Yeah, sit out for that, brother. You know what, man? Like, when you just mentioned that, I sit back and I think about also how they're sitting here talking about, like, how I'm just looking at it from a certain perspective, man. Um, mm-hmm. How, like, it's crazy. Like, it, it, it's almost like they're creating this. It's almost like it's a movement, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? When you just threw that up, that's a very interesting right. point. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like mm-hmm. they always come up with these names for these cats, like coupon such and such, or mm-hmm. this person, that type of person. So, I mean, I, I gotta, I gotta definitely, definitely see your angle on that, brother, because you know what I mean. It, it's just crazy how they're just like, you know what I mean? Like they're just, it, it's almost, it's not necessarily, it, it's almost like a mockery, almost. You know what I'm saying? Like that, brother. That's what it's. That's what it looks like to me. <laughs> that's what it looks like to me. Because <laughs> yeah, because it's like real crazy. It's like you got Permit Patty. It's like almost like like and then and then you gotta think about it too from a whole different perspective, man. You gotta think about it like this is the social media age. Yeah, and you got a whole bunch of likes, a whole bunch of followers. And and I'm going to be honest with you, like, when you sit back and you think about it, like, George Zimmerman, like, even though he's who he is, some people consider him like a celebrity. Uh Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So Uh I can kind of see where you're coming from with that because, you know what I'm saying? Now you got this person, Permanent Patty, then you got this other person, such and such, and then they got these hashtags. And then you got, if you even look it up and you kind of, like, Type punching into like Facebook, you probably be able to see some of these people and these characters. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then you throw the whole dynamic of the political uh, spectrum that's going on with, you know what I'm saying? Like with this whole Trump and uh, Putin situation. Yo. Geopolitically, you know what I'm saying? Economically. I'm sure about that. What do you think about the whole situation that happened yesterday where he basically um, sided with Putin <laughs> about the um, CIA, what is it, uh, the, the intelligence community of America? Yeah. What was your whole yo, thing with that? <laughs> I mean, yo, it's just so, like, so many, like, people have so many different, I mean, right now they're out here talking about, you know, the Trump is treasonous and uh, he's the first president to be treasonous, mm-hmm. this type of situation for going up against, going siding with uh, Russia and all this other type of stuff. So you look at it from that perspective. Then you got another perspective where you look at it from, um, like for me, I, I used to, you know, look at certain things and 
like there, there's a um there's a video that I looked at like a while ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, well, no, it, it, it's also a situation where you know you got the the little bit of um, supposedly the hacking situation that's going on with Russia mm-hmm. hacking into the you know the U.S. and all of the, the stuff and everything like that. So when you factor all those, those two things in addition to you know some of the other things that's happening, man. It, it's just—I mean, yo, man, listen, man. It's just—it's just—it's real crazy out here, man. Like, I mean, yeah. it, you really got to look at it from different perspectives. I mean, there's different changes you can look at it from. You can look at it from, you know what I mean, our perspective, what it means for us. You can look at it from the perspective of geopolitically, how it's playing out, and otherwise. Because now, you know, from what I'm understanding. It, it's going to put the United States, just my my opinion, mm-hmm. it's going to kind of put the United States in a much more subservient position to Russia. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, politically, economically, and otherwise, because of the way everything is situated and the positioning geopolitically that Russia has with the United States, plus factoring in that, you know, Russia and China is out there creating their own little thing, you know, with the uh, creating their own economic system and everything like that in the United States, you know, supposedly their their economy is deteriorating. So this is a whole bunch of different ways you can look at it from the situation that um, how, however you look at it, it's a whole different facet. This is me personally. What would you guys I- think about that? I want to piggyback off of what you just said, and I want to say it this way, because you made a very interesting statement. You said that um, it looks like America, may, uh, it would appear that America would look subservient to Russia, and it almost makes me think that it that it appears to be by design. It's like... You have a new world power coming up in terms of economics. As a matter of fact, I don't know if you've seen this the other day. It was a news article. Um, they were talking about Trump, and uh, he he was talking about the foes of America, and he said that the European Union and Russia um, were foes, but not in a way that you would think they were. He said that. Com- were competitive foes. And I said, and I thought about it, I say, you know what? It's just, it's like the same kind of setup with the Democratic and Republican Party. Because, see, you, listen, these people out here, the common people like me and you, these people are so lost in the sauce when it comes to this game that's being played in front of because they think, Oh, well, see, it's the liberals' fault. It's the liberals' fault, and the Republicans hate us. And I'm just like, they playing all of y'all. They playing both of y'all. They don't care about y'all. They don't care about the white people that vote for the Republicans. The Democrats don't care about the black people that vote for the Democrats. Mm-hmm. Trump could care less about the black people that vote for him, even though it looks like he's pandering to him now since he's up for re-election. And he's stroking these black people egos. Um, before I get back to what I was actually about to say, they had uh, what's what's her name, Kim Kardashian in the news. Well, 
it was said that Kim Kardashian, Kim Kardashian was trying to get somebody else uh, pardoned as well. Um, I can't oh, remember the guy's yeah. name. What is it? Oh, oh no, no, no. I, I I know the first one you were talking about was the lady, right? Yeah, Alice Johnson. She, I guess she's been commuted. Her sentence mm-hmm. has been commuted or whatever. But there's a guy okay. who she's trying to get a uh, commuted sentence as well. And I said to myself, mm-hmm. and he's black, by the way. And I said, now nah, this don't look like a rat trap. I don't know what else is, cause this looks like a whole lot of pandering from Trump. And he's using Kim Kardashian, a celebrity, to get these folks to get out in there and vote, like how they used to do back in, was it 2007, voter die? They had all the celebrities, voter die, voter die. Now they got Kim, Kim, now they got Kim Kardashian, the hussy of Babylon, to go out there and make it look like she all of a sudden is the ambassador for world change in the black community. And I was thinking to myself, like, Mm-hmm. If that don't look like a mouse trap, I don't know what else is. But it is what it is. If people take the bait, which most likely our people do because they feel like they don't have a choice, then so be it. But, I, brother, I feel like you are on to something. I feel like it looks to be like there's an orchestrated or overthrow of the United States government by the people in power. And maybe it's to protect the assets of the people who already have something, which, I mean, it sounds sounds logical to do that. If, you know, you have some people who uh, are in a corporation and you want to protect a little bit of things that they have left while the economy is failing, you know, you buy, I guess you kind of like, I guess the mature person will buy out gracefully, but they're creating all these, they create all these isms right now and they're, programming the people towards something that's not really, like, it's there, but it's not important as as it should be when you're talking about the decline of the economy, that that's important. And these people are making side deals before our eyes and we're not focused on, on these things. I just, I feel like, I feel like they're trying to hand over the government to these, to China, I will, and I say China strategically because I feel like China has a little bit more of an upper hand in Russia right right about now since they kind of, mm-hmm. you know, since China has a lot of market value and control over the global economy in certain areas. But I, what I was getting at is if China shakes hands with Russia, I mean, no, if, if the United States is if the United States is shaking hands with Russia. They, it's no different than shaking hands with China because China and Russia are just like this. Right. You understand right. what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I feel like um, I just feel like there is obviously like a there's like an orchestrated overthrow. I, I feel it. It's it's like it's in the air, um, but you can't really just. You can't see it because they got so many smoke screens. You understand what I'm saying? I I, I don't mm-hmm. think you can't see it. It's just it's hard to really catch it because there's so many smoke screens. But um, yeah, man, that whole conversation, Trump just it was. I, I guess it caught a whole lot of people off guard, and uh, I was just sitting back laughing because I said. Well, hell, ain't nothing like watching the house crumble from the inside out, you know. <laughs> so, um, 
But, you know, the people who are going to suffer the most are the people who have the most to lose, um, which is not a whole lot of black folks. But, you know, nonetheless, yeah, man, it's um, it's you're right. It's, it's um, some real, real disturbing stuff going on right now. And I just feel like what we're seeing with the whole racial propaganda is a part of the machine to keep everybody blind to what's really going on. You understand? In terms of the economy, it's concerned. But go ahead, brother. I digress. Nah, I was going to say this little piece real quick. I, I just want to see if the brothers are still on, if the brothers came on yet. Uh, brother Lynn, you there? Brother Lynn, you there? I don't know if I could be heard. Brother Hakeem, you there? Um, let me see how I'm going to do this, brother, because, you know, I got to get off. I'm going to say this piece real quick, and then uh, I'm going to turn it over to you because, you know, I have to take care of it, and you go from there. But it seems like the other brothers are not on, so okay. Um, I guess maybe what we could probably do is maybe, uh, I mean, it, it depends on you. I'll let you go ahead and you want to wait for the brethren or, what, or what I just what I could do is, because um, I know that you have to do whatever it is that you have to do, I'll, I'll aspire to hold up the line until 9 o'clock, and then after that I'd probably adjourn, only because it'll give it'll give us a little bit more time. Well, it'll give us a little bit more time to see if any of the brothers are coming. And um, you understand what I'm saying? But other than that, brother, I'll let you finish saying what you uh, had to say, and then... I guess I'll take it from there. That's fine. I got you. Yeah, brother, I was just saying, like, you made a real interesting point when you just said about, um, you know, Kim Kardashian and a lot of these celebrities, you know, and, I mean, it's a well-known fact. I know we we both know about how close entwined that, um, you know, uh, Hollywood and politics are intertwined. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, definitely, you can definitely see, like, there's a, a little campaign popping off to where every they're trying to in subtle ways trying to put that political aspect in every facet of you know what I'm saying everything that anybody is doing so it's trying mm-hmm. to put that political aspect in different areas of uh you know in, in different areas it's just trying to put it in different areas especially what you just mentioned like you got the celebrities out there talking about vote for this vote for that you know what I'm saying? It's almost like even some of these celebrities are kind of almost siding with these parties, aligning yeah. themselves with these parties. So it's like it's just enmeshing in different areas at this particular mm-hmm. point. And even furthermore, it's definitely um, trickling down into, um, you know, part of this uh, this little flow that's going on with this racist, racist flow going on. So... A lot of these things definitely have the components that lead back to a political, you know what I'm saying, overtone. Uh, so, yeah, I just wanted to mention that piece, bro. Yes, sir. Um, and I, I'll just say it this way. I I guess, like, with the political propaganda, well, not political propaganda, with the, racist pro- the racial propaganda that's, you know, uh, 
that's showing up now, I just feel like if it is used as a political uh, tool, it um, it may be used in a way to say, okay, well, see all of this racism that's going on? If America votes re-enlist me in office again, I could do something about it or things like that. I mean, but I'm, I'm, I'm saying to myself, I don't really see the whole big fascination of even discussing racism because at this particular point, it's, there's nothing getting done. But um, what I wanted to do today, because um, I know that we started uh, discussing this, and I kind of don't want to get into this. I kind of don't want to get into discussing this if everybody's not here. But um, I don't know. Let me do this uh, real quick, brother. I don't think the whole 9 o'clock thing may be just a good idea, but I will say this. Uh, what we could do is we could postpone this call until uh, or the reading of this document until next week so that when everybody gets here, they can, you know, say their piece. Do you think that's a good idea? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, definitely the floor is in your hands. I mean, for me personally, I definitely got to agree with you. I mean, you know, it's, if it's just going to be you on the line, I mean, I'm going to be in the cut, but I won't be able to speak, but um, if it's just you on the line, yeah, definitely, bro. I mean, you could definitely adjourn it, you know what I'm saying, and then save it for next week, you know what I'm saying? Well, I guess that's what we'll have to do. Yeah, I guess that's what we'll have to do because I wanted to get everybody's input about the document, but no one's here yet, so. Uh, yeah, I was just trying to see if you wanted to either – you know, you wanted to adjourn or you wanted to, you know, maybe the brothers run a little late, you know, or. Well, I uh, figured if they were running late, they would have probably already been here, but, yeah, that's you know, true. it's already 830. So, well, first and foremost, I guess we can ask again, is there anybody else on the call? Okay, I guess no one is on the call. But here, here's what I, I did wanted to say real quick. Um, tomorrow, I know that we have um, another class, and I kind of wanted to mention something in there. For go oh, while I'm on here, I did want to say this, brother. You wouldn't believe this if I told you. But I know that last week we started talking about 1099. Why is it that Minister Priest started talking about the 1099 form when we was in class the next day? Mm. <laughs> yeah. I think I heard a little bit of that, too. I couldn't really... I was, because I, I don't know if you were there, but I was like, I texted you and I said, yo, we was just talking about this in the third degree. What in the heck? What I want to do because I don't know how much you heard or what you have, and I, I didn't take as much notes as I should, but a little bit of notes that I do have, what I like to do is I'll type them up, and then I'll send them to you so that you can have them. Okay, true, true, true. Appreciate that, yeah. No problem. No problem. Because, like I said, it, he he went in and out with a lot of the information, Um. But I guess he touched on, like, the source information of it. But I was like, 
what in the heck is going on? And I told I said, brother, you are really creeping me out. I say because, believe it or not, the night before this class, when we were getting ready to, before we got ready to adjourn, I brought up the 1099. Mm. And I told, and I said that maybe that's something we just should discuss. And I and it bugged me out because I thought he was like on the. I was like, well, then was he on third degree call that night or something? And we didn't know, or you know, what was. And, and I figured I said no because even brother Robert was looking at the roster, so I know he would have saw the number, you know. But yeah, man, he he started talking about. It. He said what? And I said, I kid you not. I really wish you was there. You could at least back me up. But I kid you not, we started talking about the 1099. I said, what the heck is going on? So here's what I think I'll do. I'll go ahead and send it to you, and then when we come back, I'll um, I'll bring that up in the discussion of the 1023. We'll finish doing that, and then I'll bring that up as a discussion, and it can be a prelude to us studying the whole 1099 as well. All right, okay, true that. Okay, bro. All right, so, all right, so let me just get on here. Hold on one second. Okay, so uh, we will go ahead and adjourn this class for this evening, uh, July 17th of 2018. This has been the 8 p.m. Aboriginal Academy class. Time now is 8.33 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We will adjourn for next week. I will sign off by saying shalom, shalom. Shalom, brother, and thank you again. And shalom to the future relatives. Shalom, shalom, yes, sir.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.